Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and the Grant Hill to his Christian Leitner, Jake. Gives you sports betting tips. I'm Professor Sides. You can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my friend Jake on Twitter at my friend underscore Jake. Today is Thursday, March 24th, 2022, and this episode covers today's Sweet 16 college basketball games. In case you're new, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread and total should be for every Division I college basketball game. And as I go through the plays today, remember, A picks are the ones I love, B picks are the ones I like, and C picks are the leans. However, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Jake, did you have a good vacation? Yeah, it was good. Went snowboarding. Had a great time. Oh, fun. I don't know where to go snowboarding when it's 50 degrees out, but it worked out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that sounds like a fun little trip here. Uh, without you, the model performed pretty well. Now, there's there's no Jake bias or anything. It doesn't affect anything, whether you're here or not. So hopefully we can keep that good momentum rolling here into the weekend. Uh, the model got the A pick yesterday. Uh, overall, two and two down kind of rounding error. But I saw a lot of y'all commenting about that A total yesterday and got that that gives us three in a row there so that's always exciting to hear before we get to today's slate reminder please hit that like button if you're on youtube subscribe or follow if you aren't yet it's the only way to ensure that you don't miss any of the college basketball mlb or college football content that this channel provides share with a friend if you know others in the game drop a comment on twitter or youtube we love those and try to respond to as many as we can jake we got four games tonight in the sweet 16 the opening two are the ones with a little bit bigger of a spread, and then the last two should be the really tight ones. We're starting off with the first game. It should be uh, – as a chance to be uh, one of the blowouts of the night here. Arkansas-Gonzaga. Gonzaga is a nine-and-a-half point favorite with a total of 154-and-a-half. The model thinks Gonzaga should be favored by about 10. So it's a pass on the side for me. We've long talked about Gonzaga. They're a really tough team to peg with these big numbers. They can go on spurts and just score at will. Uh, they let Memphis hang around uh, in that last game. That was a really tough matchup for them, the, the things that Memphis was able to do. Uh, so this is a tough one for me on the side. Jake, I'll let you cover that one. I'm going to instead play the under 154 and a half as a B pick. The model thinks it should only be 152. We did miss the Gonzaga under last time in that Memphis game, but overall my total has been very accurate for both of these teams of late. And Arkansas last game was an easy under. Get a new gym. I just think this is too many points. Uh, I think there will be a lot of points, but 154 and a half is just a lot. It's more out of principle. I think we should take under. I think it offers us some value here. Jake, are you comfortable laying the nine and a half, or do you think Arkansas can at least hang in there and keep it respectable? Yeah, let's see if I can shake the rust off here. I am going with Arkansas, right? I believe they are a better version of what Memphis did. Uh, right? They are more athletic than the Gonzaga team. Um, they've got some size a little – like not as much as Memphis, but um, they've got some size to battle Timmy and, uh, and Ch Chet down low. Uh, they got – really athletic and really good defensively guards uh, with J.D. Note and Tony and uh, Darius Tony and Davis. Then they can score. They're very, very good. They can slow this game down if they need to. They can speed it up if they need to. Um, and Gonzaga's had trouble all tournament right here. They've been flirting with disaster every game. Every game they've been down <laughs> significantly and had to make a comeback in the second half. And I don't think that's something you can really do against this Arkansas team. It's really tough. They would, ha they would have to get Arkansas 
to get J.D. Note in foul trouble to knock him out of the game and have them do something they really don't do. They don't turn the ball over much. And that was Memphis' issue, right? Like Memphis turns the ball over at an unreal clip. And Arkansas doesn't do that. So I, I really think Arkansas has got a chance to pull this off and even win it. But I really like them plus nine and a half. Like that's, I don't think Gonzaga is going to be able to run them out of the gym. Um, I just, I, I, I don't know. I really like this Arkansas team. That makes a lot of sense. That Memphis game was fascinating to watch. Every time Gonzaga, you know, punched Memphis in the mouth, Memphis came right back with a counter punch of their own. It was a great game. Memphis has that one thing you mentioned, just the size that Memphis has is yeah. not many teams in the country have yeah. that sort of size, especially at the guard position. Um, but Arkansas, like you said, can play a great defense, fantastic defense. Um, and that's going to potentially frustrate Gonzaga there. And I think that's the last point I'll make on this one, just to wrap up, we talked about how you play early in the tournament is predictive. It's not 100% predictive, right? But it does matter. And the fact that Gonzaga has struggled in those first two games, something to take note of here, just be a cautionary tale if your thought is to lay the points with Gonzaga, that more times than not, these teams that struggle in their first, in that first weekend tend to kind of keep struggling. Not always. It's not 100% 100% predictive, but generally, if you look good early, you look good you know, next week, and if you look bad early, you kind of look bad next week. So I like where your head's at there on that one. The other early game, Michigan and Villanova, that'll be a 7.30 Eastern tip. Villanova is a five-point favorite with a total of 135. It's a C pick for me just to lean on Villanova minus Five, the model thinks it should be minus 5.9. I don't love the number here, but I do think Villanova is the right side. There's a reason I picked them to go all the way. I don't think that I think that Villanova matches up well with just about everybody in the tournament with how they can with their guard play, with how they can not turn the ball over. They're just a tough team to face in general. Um, and we know with how good of a free throw shooting team they are, if there are fouls late, we know that they'll hit them. So I think Villanova's the right side. I don't love it because I wish it was four, four and a half. Um, but I, I still think Nova's the side you want to be on. So just a C pick for me. I'm on Villanova minus five. Jake, what do you got? Yeah, I'm a little more confident in this game. I, I like Villanova here. Um, to beat this Villanova team, you have to really put them away. You have to hit them early and hit them often and not – and not let up because they make the free throws. They don't give you extra chances. They don't turn the ball over. They're very experienced. They play so well together. It's unreal how well they play together, and they've got a great coach. Um, and Michigan, as we've seen in both games so far in this tournament, they, they like to go down at half and then try to and then make a comeback. Um, that's not going to work well against this Villanova team because, one, they can just shoot the lights out of the ball and just – drowned you that way or they can just slowly suffocate you and just walk the ball down take like all the whole second half take all 30 seconds on the shot clock and just limit any chance you have to come back and they like they're very very good defensively and uh dixon has really impressed me of how he has guarded just a really just wide range of people tall athletic short quick he just stays with them all and does a really good job and Slater has done about the same. So if, if they're hitting their threes, Michigan's got no chance. Um, I think I think Villanova might be able to blow them out. Um, but I, I think this is closer to a 10-point game, kind of like the Ohio State game. It's a very similar type matchup, and I think Villanova's got this one in the bag. I think 
my my personal take is I think you're probably right. The 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 human professor agrees with you and and would lay and lay lay the five points in a heartbeat. The mathematical pouring over the numbers side professor, I can only make this a lean, but just just looking at the teams, I, I think you're right. I think Villanova's not getting the respect they deserve. I think they're a really good team. And I will comment on the total. The total is 135. My model makes it 135.4. It's a pass for me on the total. And I will say that I and you kind of mentioned there, Jake, I really like playing Villanova totals when it's contrary to what the other team is trying to do because Villanova can, if you want to speed it up, Villanova is going to slow it down. And if you want to slow it down, Villanova is going to speed it up because they're well coached and, and they are going, they can play either way and say, we're going to take you out of what you want to do, which is a, a, a great thing. Michigan, I, I don't think really wants to speed it up or slow it down. So there's not really a great angle there, but yeah, if they're playing an extreme team one way or the other, I think just going the contrary side for Villanova, I think they are going to say, we don't want you to play that game. We're not going to let you play that game. And I think they're always smart. But here it's a pass for me on the total. Yeah, take care of what you want to do. Uh, That's what Villanova's always done. It's kind of like the Bill Belichick kind of thing, right? You just take what they do best and take that away and see what you got. Yep. Exactly. And speaking of Bill Belichick, we have the Duke game up next, 940 Eastern. I feel like Belichick and Duke are basically like the same rate. Yeah. Maybe that was too subtle. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Texas Tech and Duke. Tech is a one-point favorite with a total of 137 and a half. The model thinks Tech should be a seven-tenths of a point favorite. So my number is pretty spot on on the side. I'm passing on that. I think this should be a fantastically tight matchup, and I do not know which way to go there. The model thinks the total should be 136 and a half. The actual total is 137 and a half. So I'm going under with a B pick on the first half. I'm going first half under 64.5. It's the first time I've played a first half total or side on this podcast. Look, I think there could be fouls late because either team could be up five with 50 seconds to go, and that wouldn't surprise me. This game could go to overtime. I want no part of a Duke under with how good their offense is and how pedestrian their defense looks at time. But Tech showed us just how bad they can be offensively last game. Their defense is going to be one of the toughest that Duke has faced all year, and it's a new gym for both teams. I like playing the under. I'm going to hold my breath for 20 minutes, root for a boring half of basketball before the game really gets going I see the scoring picking up as they start feeling each other out. They start realizing what each other's trying to do. They start getting comfortable with the new gym. Like I said, I'm holding that breath for 20 minutes. I'm going under first half, 64 and a half with a B pick. Jake, now look, I'm an Astros fan, and, and I had baseball picks all last season through the playoffs. Game six of the World Series happened. And I, and I picked the Braves. I gave out an official pick on the Braves. You can't pick against your your, your favorite team. You do know that's possible, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I do. All right, um, all right. That's, I, that's all. That's all I'm gonna say. I'm gonna let you have the floor now. Yeah, this one this one hurts, right? Because I've loved riding this Texas Tech team all year. They've covered 22 of their 36 games or something crazy like that. It's been been real fun. But I am leaning Duke because. Like, if you look at their common opponents, right, that they've both played. They both played Gonzaga, Tech got beat, and Duke beat Gonzaga, and that was without A.J. Griffin. Um, they both played Notre Dame. Texas Tech squeaked one out against Notre Dame. Duke blew out Notre Dame. Uh, I think just the way Duke lines up against this team, 
Texas Tech has got really, really, really good defense. We know it's the best of the nation and stuff, but they haven't really seen a guy like Paulo Blanchero, and they really and they've they've dealt with a little bit of players kind of like Mark Williams, but they've not never seen a combo of two guys that are six ten or taller that are as athletic as those two guys. The outside shooting, they don't have to have, right? Like they can really get going uh, towards the, uh, the bucket, especially the way Jeremy Roach is playing. If he keeps that up, it's really tough to guard him because you can put all Griffin and out there and run on either on either side and maybe even Trevor Kills or Joey Baker and really make you have to guard the three-point arc and then run a pick and roll with Mark and Williams. And it's just tough to guard. Um, I really think this is a super tight game. I think Duke's got a little too much firepower for this Texas Tech team, and they don't, and they surprisingly don't turn the ball over a lot. And that's where Texas Tech gets a lot of easy buckets because their half court offense is not very good. So I think Duke will slow this down and make them play at a half court game. And I think that's where Duke will kind of pull away a little bit. Alrighty, alrighty. And then that last game here scheduled to tip at about ten Eastern, Houston. Versus Arizona. Arizona is a one and a half point favorite. The model thinks Arizona should be favored by about a point. Model says total should be 144. Actual total is 145. I'm going with a C pick just to lean under 68 first half. This should be a tight game. We could easily have fouls late or overtime. Either one of these teams could be ahead by five. I'm not, I'm not reading the same script, I promise you. Either team could be ahead by five late in the game. I went no part of it. Arizona under with just how good their offense is. And in that last game, Arizona took a kind of similar to Houston TCU team. They're not obviously the exact same, but they're kind of similar. And that game had points through the roof. And Arizona sped them up. They had and TCU had no problem playing at that game at that pace. I mean, Houston showed just how bad offensively they can be last game, and Houston plays really slow. It's a new gym for both teams. Again, I'm going to hold my breath for 20 minutes for a boring first half. Just a C pick on this one, just a lean, simply because Arizona um, can get the points going a lot. And so I just think that your safer play is hoping for a slower start. But I wouldn't go over the full game number just because Houston will try to slow this down in general as much as possible. So I, I like the first half under just as a lean here, not as much as I like the previous one. But I think that's your smart play. Again, new gym, hope for a slow start. Just like the last game, though, it should be a fantastic game. Should be come down should come down to the wire. Either team can win. Jake, you're more or less just picking the winner here. Obviously, Arizona could win by a point. Houston still covers. Other than that one scenario, who do you think wins, Houston or Arizona? This is the one I'm most uncomfortable with because uh, uh, I'm leaning Houston um, just because I think they have the the more it sounds weird to say the more experienced run at this. Like they've done this before, where everybody on Arizona's team this is all new to. And Arizona's not been playing at the top of their game here recently. And the only thing that scares me, right, is Houston is one of the top offensive rebounding teams in the nation. If that doesn't work out, that sends a, probably the best fast break team in the nation with numbers on the other side. And, honest, and honestly, if you get the offensive rebound, if you're Houston, you've got two or three seven-footers looking at you like – are you able to kick that out? Are you able to 
No, the good news is that's that's exactly how TCU hung in there against Arizona was yeah. they got a ton of offensive rebounds. So the yeah. good news for you at least is that blueprint has been shown. The bad yeah. news is now Arizona had a week to practice and try to prevent yeah. Houston from that, doing that. So it's kind of good news, bad news situation, right? Yeah, that's that's where I was getting to because, I mean, the, Tommy Lloyd's a good coach. He's going to read that film and they're really going to concentrate on that. But uh, can Houston keep them slow enough that they keep them out of that fast break game and keeps that – like really, really quick. How that quick that ball moves is just nuts, um, and, and that momentum and everything like that, that just like piles on. And once they get a few of those big dunks going and the crowd gets roaring, uh, I, I just lean, I lean Houston. I think they're the better team. They've been here. They've done that. They've really, they've played very athletic teams like Memphis. They've, I know they struggled with Memphis during the regular season, but really put the put it to them in the conference championship. And I think that's more of the Houston we kind of see. I don't think they'll blow Arizona out by any stretch, but I, I think they'll be able to handle the athletes and the size like that. I think one of the key factors of this game is going to be how Creason looks. Yeah. I was shocked that he played that last game Yeah, and he had no business being on the court. Yeah. I mean, he looked awful. Uh, he, he definitely did not look right. And, and not, you know, yeah, if you can play at 80%, maybe you're better than, the eighth guy off the bench or something like that, but he was not at 80%. I think one of the keys is going to be how, how is he feeling? How does yeah. he look? Uh, he's clearly going to try to go again if he, if he went last game, but is he does he look at that 50% mark last game? Where last game he was in liability, and you could hear at times uh, the TCU coach, Jimmy Dixon, was saying, go at Carissa, basically. Yeah, and, why, why wouldn't you? Right, and so if he's that same liability, that really hurts Arizona, and I think really gives Houston a good chance of Carissa – all of a sudden looks better. Now we've got a, a more one. So I think that's going to be one of the keys. I have no idea. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm, I'm a, I'm a math nerd doctor. I'm not a useful doctor. So I can't tell you anything about the ankle injury part of it. Uh, but I, that's going to be what I'm going to be watching early on is to see how, how he looks. And I will just comment here before we wrap up. No apex obviously for me on the day. I am eyeing one for tomorrow, but uh, I don't want to press on anything like that. If there's no, picks i love let's not uh try to make one and invent one up there so uh the lines here I, I, and the march madness games are a lot tighter some of those lesser tournament ones we can we could squeeze out a bigger edge there because there's just people falling asleep at the wheel a little bit less money on it i'm not really sure what the difference less attention to it right uh but to these march madness games the the lines are a whole lot more accurate and so no nothing i love on the board today i think there's some some smart investments hopefully we can make you somebody here tonight but uh for a pick i love you have to tune into tomorrow's episode i've got one for you on friday that at least if the number doesn't move right now i do love but that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. Reminder, check out the Google Sheet for full predictions. You can find that link if you've lost it. That's on the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, click that subscribe button to ensure all this college basketball content dropped right into your feed. We will see you tomorrow. And until then, remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>